Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vodka Melonade. I hope everybody had a great week. I hope everybody continued to get any Christmas shopping they needed done. And hopefully you guys are beginning to uh, execute your plans for however you're going to be spending the holidays if you're going out of town. I hope all that planning is going smoothly. If you have people visiting you, I hope that they're all starting to arrive safely. I know my cousin Neptune is in town. Um, uh, it sucks when you get older and you got family in town, like you got to work your regular nine to five during the week. So I haven't had a lot of time to see him, but I definitely plan on hanging out with him as soon as I can. Um, so yeah, I mean, my week is going pretty good. It kind of flew by. I did overtime again this week I am trying to get my uh, uh, holiday money back <laughs> and um, you know so I definitely power through that and uh, yeah things are pretty good um, nothing too crazy happened this week thank God because I swear sometimes my life is like a movie and I'm just you know it's like I'm having an out-of-body experience sometime just eating popcorn looking at what is unfolding on a day-to-day basis but uh, this week was pretty chill um, this week I did kind of want to talk about just a few things that did come up this week. Um, firstly, I wanted to touch on the news that, uh, Twitch has died. Um, you know, his uh, actual name is Steven Boss, but he went by Twitch and he, uh, committed suicide, uh, this week. And I know at a certain point in people's careers, they, they do different things. So people are probably familiar with him, uh, you know, for, for different ways. But I remember him from the show. So you think you can dance that dance competition show. And he got the name Twitch because of the style of dance that he did. He did a lot of like, you know, pop lock and tick the tick kind of a dance, um, kind of like how Marion did in that touch video, kind of like that. And he was a contestant on the show. And I can't remember if he won. I know he was a fan favorite. He was very likable, um, really, really talented. Um, I can't remember if he won the seasons that he was on. But I know he came back for like the all-star season. And then he eventually became a judge. And then after the show kind of died down, I don't believe it's still on, he transitioned to... um, I think still doing like choreography and stuff like that, but I think a lot of people know him as of late as being like the DJ on the Ellen show. And he was really, really great on that. Very likable. Just seemed like a really sweet and loving guy. He uh, was married, had three children, and it just seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. Um, He was found with a gunshot wound um, in a motel. And it it just kind of, 
I, I can't say I was like following him very closely, but you know, you would see clips of him here and there. He would pop up on my TikTok feed. Um, you know, I would see random clips of him on Ellen and he just seemed really, really happy. He always had a smile on his face. And I know on the internet, you know, people show you what they want to show you, but you know, it just seemed like he was just a happy guy and very content with his life. So it, it was really, you know, shocking to hear. And it just goes to show that you really don't know what, you know, people are going through. And it kind of makes you want to just show a little more kindness and empathy in your day-to-day life because you don't know what's going on in people's heads what's going on at home what their next move is gonna be you know your act of kindness can like turn something around you know so just let's just all have a little compassion as we go through life I think it's really important not to say that anybody or any particular thing caused this for him he may have just been battling some demons within but I think like I said it just goes to show you just just don't know what people are dealing with so just just be mindful of that and you know if you yourself are feeling a little lost feeling you know I don't know depressed feeling down you know, I would encourage you if, if you feel comfortable just to talk to someone because it can make all the difference. So rest in peace to Twitch. It's very sad. I feel so sad for his wife and then the kids that he left behind. It's it's the holidays. You know, this is going to I think he just made um, uh, 10 years or he with his wife or I don't know if it's been 10 years or um, they just whatever year it was they, I know for sure they just celebrated an anniversary so um it's unfortunate that you know going forward their anniversary and you know the holiday time is going to be kind of marked with this tragedy so I definitely feel for her and you know everyone um whose lives are definitely greatly affected by this so Oh man, sorry to start off on that somber tone, but you know, I did want to make a note of it because it was just so sad. He was, he was so talented, so talented. And it seemed like he had a long, um, you know, career ahead of him and, you know, definitely want to send prayers to his family, to his wife and kids. So I know I mentioned that I do overtime from time to time. Um, it's always offered on Saturdays. You can do five um, or seven hours. Um, if you do the seven hours, you get a lunch. So basically, we're just going to the office and we're doing boring clerical stuff from about 730 to 230. And I don't go a lot. It, it is helpful to go. You can either do it for money or for time. Time is really cool because, you know, you could work one Saturday for time, meaning vacation hours. And, you know, one Saturday of work, you get like 11 and a half hours of vacation, which is like, you know, if you do that twice, that's, you know, a couple of days off once you put that request in. And then the money is always pretty good too. So it's just a pain in the ass to get up super duper early on a Saturday morning. Like if I have to get there at 730, like I'm up between six and 630. Luckily, I don't live very far, but it's it's just a hassle and just being there and just 
oh my god it's going through stacks and stacks of paperwork and like you know data entry it's just a lot so um we're allowed to you know bring in coffee and we can have our headphones in we can listen to music um podcasts whatever just to kind of help the day go by so I always make sure my airpods are juiced up and I have something to listen to so um what I've been doing I used to just listen to music but you know given the state of music and just how boring it is and sometimes I don't want to listen to the same old stuff that got kind of played out pretty quickly you know sitting there for seven hours so um as of late you know from summer to now I've been trying to find new podcasts to listen to so in the beginning I was just listening to my friend Kirby's podcast and then I like listened to mine but um, I think I'm going to be going to overtime a little more. So I was like, you know, I want to find something else to get into. So I know I'm on the late freight with this, but I have started listening to uh, the Crime Junkie podcast. And basically it is hosted by um, a woman named, I believe her name is Ashley Flowers. Um, I think she had another co-host uh, by the name of Britt. Prowet. I don't think I'm saying it right. Um, but I'm late. But I think just as of this year, she stepped back for health concerns. So right now, you know, as I'm listening to it, I'm I've only I'm only listening to the one girl. Her name is Ashley. And number one, I was I'm just kind of browsing and trying to find other podcasts because I'm trying to get like tips and ideas and, you know, um, just I don't know just see how different podcasts are set up how they relate to their audience how they edit you know how they sound you know what 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 their sound is like coming through the mic um, what music they're using just the format just I'm, I'm, I'm really studying but um, her this podcast is just interesting <laughs> in general um, I don't know why I like to like freak myself out by listening to murder cases and, um, and, uh, um, like missing persons and just really weird, gruesome stuff. But the way she goes about like the storytelling and the, and the cases that she discusses, it's just so interesting. And I'm like fangirling over her, just her delivery and the way she sounds. So what is crime junkie? What is a crime junkie? So on their site, it just says like this, like, you know, what is a true crime junkie? You are obsessed with all things crime related. It started out as a general interest, but now you have this true crime shaped hole in your life that no amount of radio segments, podcasts, or documentaries can fill. And the more true crime media you consume, the more you crave it. And it's probably a little macabre and like (laughs) creepy and weird to be like into this stuff. But honestly, it kind of like, it's weird. It makes me feel like more prepared. Like it just helps me feel like I I know what to look out for. Like I, it it makes me feel like I'm, I'm sharper when I'm out there because it's just, it's just wild out there especially listening to these stories and just things you hear in the news even just there's just so many sick twisted effed up people in the world and crazy things are happening every day like stuff we don't even hear about so 
you know, a lot of the the different shows that she does, the different cases that she covers, it's like stuff I've never even heard of. And I'm like, why haven't I heard about this? This is crazy. You know, it's like unsolved missing persons cases, unsolved murders. Um, some of the cases, you know, have semi happy endings where it's like, you know, they either find the people or, um, you know, they get justice or whatever. But, you know, it's just it's just really interesting. But really what sticks out to me about um, the show in particular is just how engaging she is as a host. And, you know, I, I do this podcast every week. It's something I've wanted to do. I struggle every week feeling like I'm just this boring blob and nobody cares and I have nothing to add to society. And, you know, I feel like my biggest supporters are just my family. And that's like by default. I love you guys. But it's like, I just I don't know, I feel like I don't know, sometimes I just feel a little inadequate in the podcast space. I'm still growing and learning and I'd like to turn this into something. And I feel like if I just keep pushing and just don't stop, like I'll find my lane. But um, I'm, I'm even more like motivated listening to her show. Now, I'm not a crime podcast by any means. Like, obviously, I'm not like she's this is a very niche podcast for a very niche community. But I just admire her personability she's very likable she has a great voice a great presence on the podcast she speaks <laughs> very like eloquently but also like you guys are just kind of chatting in a nail salon she cites all of her sources she's very organized she is very empathetic she covers a wide uh, range of stories and cases um you know she covers you know, kind of, uh, well, the ones I've been listening to, like today, I, I listen to quite a few. Um, they've been about, um, you know, murders and, and uh, kidnappings and things like that in, in black communities across America. And she covers it in a very great way. I find sometimes when you, <laughs> you see or hear white women talking about cases that involve black people, I don't know. It just comes off very like National Geographic, you know, like like they're just observing these things happening in the wild black community. And you know what I mean? But she just comes from just a very relatable, understanding, pro-black, you know, ally kind of a place. And I really appreciate that. Um, you know, she's like this white blonde woman and, you know, it could easily go the other way or she could not even cover any of these cases or bring any kind of... Um, you know, attention to it, because right now it's a very huge following on this podcast. So and a lot of these, uh, these cases are left unresolved. And, you know, just getting the word out there can really help some of these families. But um, it's not just about like, you know, the black communities, just all the cases that she talks about, she just comes from a very curious place, a very concerned place. And I don't know, it's just something about it. Um, the format, just just how she is like she has a lot of sponsorships, you know, at this point as well. So it's like there's like a few ads intertwined in there. But even those it's like she's not cramming these these product placements and ads down our throats. It's even those are relatable and personable and likable. And just from today, and I'm kind of like an easily influenced person. Like if I, if I like you and you're like, kind of like showing me something, I'm like, Ooh, I kind of want to buy that. Like I've seen, I've heard her talk about two or three different things today that I've like saved on my phone to get later. 
And I know it's like part because the product is cool, but also just like her delivery and just the way she presented it was just awesome. And I don't know. It's just I I just took a lot of notes while enjoying the podcast for what it is, because, you know, it is just very interesting. Um, But just taking a lot of notes just from her as a podcaster, it just I don't know, it just gave me new aspirations and just makes me want to really sit down and just really think about I don't know just the format and and the things I want to do from for my show and and to grow it and morph it into something I can really truly be even more proud of Um, and not just for like monetary gain or for notoriety or whatever just you know just for the growth of it all and um you know, landing on her podcast. Now I'm kind of like in a rabbit hole. I'm like, okay, what else? Who else can I listen to? Um, so I'm just kind of, kind of weeding through this. I mean, God, there's so many podcasts out there and it is not hard to get your show on the platform. Trust me. (laughs) And, um, so I'm just kind of going through different topics on there that I like to try to find different, um, you know, just different shows that I can kind of not copy, but just, you know, just take a little bit of notes from, you know, right now I'm trying to find, um, some other black female podcasters, um, you know, who are kind of similar to me. I'm really trying to, um, you know, do a little research as I go along, but try to really find people who are like solo hosts, because um, that's another thing like I was worried about. I'm like, should I get a host? Should I try to like collaborate? Would it be more interesting with another host? But listening to, you know, Crime Junkie, she's by herself and she's holding it down and it is not um, boring at all. So it can be done. I think it just has to be done in the right way. So, you know, today with overtime, it flew by because I was just like inspired and just like super into it. And the stories are really interesting and sad. You know, there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of crazy, weird things that go on that, you know, we have no idea about. And but it makes me feel, you know, like, you know, like I'm going to be really vigilant when I'm out there just paying attention to my surroundings and, you know, trusting my gut instincts and just being really, really safe out there. So, yeah, I recommend uh, Crime Junkies um, if you're not, you know, into you know murders I mean I don't know who's into murders but obviously there's a community for it but I mean if you're into you know the crime kind of things like stuff that's kind of like 2020 or 60 minutes or whatever um I would give it a listen it's it's really interesting and I know it's been a while that it's been you know on you know available on podcasts like I said I'm on the late freight with this this isn't a new show by any means but I just stumbled upon it and the way I feel so inspired by it, I feel like I was supposed to find that at this point in time, especially as we're about to enter into the new year. I, um, I just kind of have like a renewed sense of like excitement for, for my show. (laughs) So I'm really happy about that. So if you tuned in last week, I was talking briefly about the nurses that got fired for, uh, doing that trend online where you do your icks and they got fired for sharing their icks of their labor and delivery patients. <laughs> um, but on the line of icks, <laughs> it made me think about my own. And uh, this week, uh, some of my icks were highlighted. My ick uh, in the workplace and just in life is people who are closed minded 
ignorant and obnoxious. I, (laughs) there's a lot of new energy at work. I'll say that. And, uh, okay. This is like, a. there's two separate things that kind of like were brought to my attention or just happened this week. So at work, I found that the new energy in the office, I'm going to just refer to them as that they like to use frequently and out loud the R word. That word makes me so uncomfortable and I'm going to say it once just in case for some reason you don't know what I'm talking about. The word is retarded. And I hate when people use that word because I feel like, first of all, get with the times. Nobody says that commonly anymore. It is not a good word to use. You know, they used it to describe people who have mental disabilities, which is just a no-no. And then people have taken it and just used it to be synonymous with stupid dumb, you know, whack, whatever, you know what I mean? So I, it makes my skin crawl when people use this word and it makes it crawl even more when I hear people use it at work out loud, grown people using that word out loud at work. And it's just, I, I I just can't believe that an adult would adults really because it's more than one would just say that word out loud it just sounds it makes you sound stupid and simple to use a word like that um you know in in just common casual conversation I it you know I just found like again in that we're all family here environment it can just go left sometimes people get very very comfortable their true colors are just on vivid display at all times and that's just one of those things that I really can't stand I can't stand people who overshare at work Um, I don't want to hear about your personal life I don't care we're not friends here we work together I don't want to hear about your drama, about your issues. That gives me the ick. Um, People having emotional outbursts at work. Please tell me, have any of you ever experienced anyone at work who is like constantly crying? Am I alone here in that that makes me completely uncomfortable? There's someone who I deal with every week who is constantly having emotional breakdowns and I'm not saying like they just like drop a tear here and there they're openly sobbing at their desk they're openly sobbing in the break room people are having to openly take a break from what they're doing which is their work to go console this person and it's not because anyone died it's not you know, anything like that. It's just because their personal life, like with their baby daddy or whatever is like, you know, their family, it's just stuff. They're just clearly not equipped to handle. And I, that gives me the ick, you know, I, my empathy and compassion. And I was just talking about it. It only stretches so far in the professional environment. If someone is hurt, like genuinely hurt, like physically or, you know, they just got delivered some horrifying, like life or death news while they're at work. Sure. But when it's every day, and it's like every little thing sets this person off, I just don't even know what to do. And I'm curious if any of you have experienced 
you know, people who treat the workplace like, you know, it's their therapist's office. They're just oversharing. They tell you all the gritty, nitty, weird details of their personal life. I freaking hate it. And, you know, I'm pretty, you know, stoic at work. You know, people don't really know too much about me, which is how I love it. Um, If they do kind of get to know me over time, you know, I'm often told like, oh, I didn't know, you know, you were like this. I thought I think people think I'm stuck up and just really shy and quiet. And I think I know I know I can come off like that. (laughs) But, you know, still waters run very deep over here. And that's just how it is. Um, People think I'm really unassuming and I'm not paying attention to a lot of things but I'm very observant and I hear everything and people think I'm a lot younger than I am and more naive than I am and I kind of use that to my advantage because you know people really count me out for whatever reason and when I show up and I show out (laughs) they're really like wow okay so yeah I'm not the type to overshare or you know, let people too far in. I mean, again, this is a professional environment. Let's keep it that way. (laughs) So just people who overshare get overly emotional, people who are just very ignorant and just show their true colors by using derogatory language at work as if everyone is comfortable with that. That gives me the hugest, biggest, ginormous, big mama ick. Another major issue I have with just people in general is people who just are very um, intolerant and, again, very close-minded. I was talking to someone, I'm keeping them very anonymous just in case. So just talking to someone, um, they'd gone to a party recently and, you know, people were just kind of sitting around and talking and, you know, having wine or whatever. And um, a lot of the people who were at the party were educators. And I guess the topic kind of came up where a parent came to the office to, you know, um, express um, their child's desire to be called another name. Now, you know, we're in a time now where there's a lot of highlights and uh, visibility and allyship for the LGBTQ uh, plus community, um, you know, emphasis on like the trans community, you know, those who identify as, um, you know, a sex different than the one that they were born with, um, people who, you know, just want to be called different pronouns, um, people who, um, uh, trying to be very sensitive here cause I, I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody <laughs> and I'm still learning, but you know, and then those people who want to be called something else, like if they were born Max and now they want to be called Justine or vice versa, whatever it is. And I think we are seeing it more, um, expressed in children, I guess. And I guess it's like, you know, has this always been the case for, you know, children, some children, and maybe, you know, it just wasn't talked about as much, wasn't shared about as much, you know, on social media, maybe it, you know, was less accepted. So I don't know if this has always been like as prevalent in children as it is these days. It does seem like a lot. 
But I, I do wonder, I'm like, I think maybe this is just how some kids have always felt over time. But again, there wasn't as much acceptance, as much visibility, the conversations weren't being had. So maybe we just didn't hear about it as much. But now that, you know, the doors are slowly being opened um, and it's being more accepted and, you know, it's 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 being welcomed. Um, I think maybe, you know, families are being more comfortable trying to you know create environments where their kid can flourish and feel like themselves um, I know a lot of people think that it's the parents which was the sentiment at this party that I was talking about um, they feel like the parents are just making this choice for them they're making their sons wear dresses and they're making their daughters cut their hair and dress like a boy and you know the kids don't really want to do it and you know it's the parents fault it's the parents fault and I'm like I just think that's like what would they have to gain from that <laughs> you know what I mean it's like why would they put their kid in a situation where they could be ostracized if that's not something like the kid truly feel like truly thinks that they want to do um, or feels like that's what they want to do I don't think you can I mean there's nothing to be blamed here it's just the child wanting to express themselves and it could be a phase could not but I feel like the 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 stance that a lot of these people took at this party was just a little alarming especially since they were educators so this particular parent came up to the school and said that their child wanted to be called something else and basically these women were very dismissive I don't know how they handled it in the moment with the parent but you know on the side and behind the scenes they basically had this attitude of like well whatever it says on the paperwork is what I'm going to call that child so they're not even going to attempt to acknowledge and um, honor what the parent is, you know, requesting. And in my mind, I'm like, what is it to you? If you have little, you know, Henry in your class and his mom comes to you and even the child asks you, can you please call me Sally? who cares call the kid Sally. It's not disrupting the grades. It's not disrupting the class. It is what it is. I don't see the problem with that. And I just can't believe that, you know, there, I mean, I guess I can believe it because there's scum in every sector of every business, you know, the police departments, education, whatever, who are very biased and intolerant, you know, and they're supposed to be protecting us and taking care of our kids and whatever. But I, so I can't say I can't believe it, but it is like just really alarming to think that they wouldn't just honor that because it takes nothing to do. Of course, it's going to take some getting used to. You may make a few mistakes here and there, but it's like just learning any other student's name at the beginning of the year. Like you just you just learn it over time and just just do it. Um, two, I would think that there's some kind of policy where you would honor certain things like that um and you got to be careful because you can't just i mean you can get canceled and fired for anything so i don't know why you would even want to rock the boat by not um you know doing what is requested of you by the parent and helping the child feel more comfortable again it could be a phase could not just 
just just go along with it but you know what if when you know what if uh higher ups or the parents push back against this the kid's gonna probably come home and be like mom my teacher is still calling me x and i thought i was gonna be called y then that's just gonna create a host of problems are you really gonna like risk your job is that the hill you're gonna die on because you just don't want to use another name what if it was like a nickname or something or you know whatever there's other kind of circumstances where you had to call a child by another name like would you not do it what if you got some kid who's in a witness protection program or i don't know something random something unrelated to you know feeling like you're trans or whatever like what what would you do you're just gonna just know this is what it says on my document so I'm gonna call him Henry I don't understand and I think there was also um someone at the party who had a son who was supposed to write a paper on something having to do with like the transgender community and the mom was like upset that the son had to write a paper on it she was like he don't know nothing about that why should he be writing about that it's just like such closed-minded people and my it makes my brain hurt and my heart hurt because there are so many people who don't feel comfortable being themselves so they're probably getting it from their own parents and then they go to school and they're getting it from the teachers and they're probably teased by their peers and I just find that so sad I feel like if it's not harming anybody then just let people be who they want to be if it's not you know disrupting anything now I've heard stories of like and I don't know if it's just rumors you know whatever but I've heard that there are like some kids in class who like identify as like cats identify as like animals and they're like barking and meowing in class like that shit is disruptive like I'm not calling you Fido Okay, (laughs) that I can see where you might want to draw the line. But if they're a good student and they come in, they do their work, they're social, they're nice, they're pleasant, whatever the case may be, and they just want to be called something else. Or, you know, if that if they feel like, you know, they're a girl and they weren't born that way, you know, and they feel like they're in the wrong body. And that's just what it is. And I just feel like it's our job to just be supportive of that. I don't really jive with people who completely shun this topic and shun people who are different and you know like my thing is you don't have to understand it you know fully but respect it you know and you know you hear stories of people who take their life I mean we were just talking about twitch you know taking his life we don't know what he was going through it's not like directly related to you know the lgbtq trans community or anything I think the t and that means trans sorry so but I'm just saying like um you know just that lack of empathy the lack of compassion um and the lack of care for just like one another as human beings it's like you can really drive some of these kids especially to take their life because they feel like they don't have anything here to live for and they're just not supported and it's very important for me to surround myself with people who like I said you don't have to fully understand it but you have to respect it and just you know treat everybody fairly and with kindness and if they're not hurting anyone, what is what's what's the damage really? And um, you know, so I don't tolerate friends, romantic interests, anybody who you know 
would have an issue with someone being gay or anything like that. Like I've definitely cut people off friendship or otherwise, you know, who weren't accepting of people who were different, especially when it comes to my like romantic relationships, because I would never on God's green earth have kids with a man who had an issue with anybody being gay with you know, anything in that community, because you don't know how your child is going to turn out. You don't know how they're going to feel. You don't know what's going to come up. And I want to make sure I have a partner who is going to support our child no matter what. Again, as long as it's not hurting them or others. And that's been very important to me. And I have definitely dipped out on men who had that mentality of like, well, no, like my son's not going to be gay. My daughter's not going to be gay. They're not going to none of this trans stuff, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, that's like the biggest red flag you could ever have. And um, it's time for me to go. (laughs) Um, Being tolerant is just very, very important to me. And when I heard about those ladies at that party, it was just like, it's kind of scary. It's like, I'm sure there's people just like them in other schools, you know, probably a lot worse. And homeschooling children seems better and better to me every day. And, um, you know, I'm gonna say right now, if you're like a closed minded person, if you're, you know, discriminatory in any way um I don't want you listening to my podcast you can step right the fuck off (laughs) so this is episode 25 and I have made the decision to take uh the next couple of weeks off um so like the week of Christmas the week of New Year's um I'm going to resume after the new year with my episodes. So um, I'll be gone for a couple of weeks. And I wanted to let you guys know, I am just going to, you know, just enjoy the holidays, enjoy fam, not worry about deadlines or editing or anything like that as we exit the new year. Um, I think that will be the best for um my mental health (laughs) and just you know peace of mind and I wanted to just wrap this up just letting you guys know that um in case you do listen week to week and if you do I really appreciate it um and you're just like I don't want you wondering where I am so I will resume after the new year and um I just man (laughs) I I like that I'm ending on 25 that's not ending but ending the year on episode 25 it just feels right I mean wow six months of episodes really did fly by there (laughs) I remember just toying with this idea for so long and I don't know suddenly something in me was just like pull the trigger just get it done just start it doesn't have to be perfect you'll learn as you go and it'll just work itself out and I've just really been enjoying the podcast it's one of the best things that have happened this year something to focus on something creative just a really great outlet um you know this this year I really can't complain like I mean I met someone amazing you know blue um I mean, he came out of nowhere (laughs) and I mean, I really feel like he's here to stay and I'm just excited to see what next year has in store for us. I'm excited to see, you know, where my career could go, excited to see, you know, how, you know, my family expands and, um, 
it's just an exciting time. It really is. It's, 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 I don't know. I mean, are we still, we're still in a pandemic, I guess. It's a weird part of the pandemic. Like COVID is still very much a thing. Um, and I don't want to get too overly optimistic, but things just feel a lot different than they did last year and even the year before. So I'm hoping 2023 is just, uh, just more peaceful, less stressful and healthier for everyone. I mean, it's been a very hard couple of years you know, with everything that's been going on. And I feel like we're just due for a break. And, you know, as a society, <laughs> and I, I, like I said, I don't want to get overly optimistic, but I, I feel a little bit optimistic about next year. I wish everyone a happy, happy holidays. I hope Santa puts you on his nice list. <laughs> and I hope everyone has a safe and sound New Year's Eve celebration. Um, you know, I know I'm just going to enjoy my family. Uh, Blue and his kids, they are going to Florida to visit their family. Um, you know, obviously that's, that's where they're from. That's where all their fam is. And we're not quite in the place where either of us are going to like ditch our fams to be with the other just yet, but we'll see what happens next year. So, um, for now, this is just how it is, but I'm happy and I hope everyone else is happy. I wish everyone health, light, happiness. Um, so Merry Christmas, happy new year. Um, thank you for sticking with me as I get my footing with this podcast. (laughs) Thanks for the support. And I hope you guys continue to listen in as we go into the new year. I am planning on bringing you lots of interesting episodes as best I can and just evolving and growing for you guys and for myself. So I'm going to wrap this up here, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you next year. Hey guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. Now there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of Vodka Melonade. Bye.